Good evening, everyone, and thanks for joining us for another live edition here on Facebook Live and YouTube with uh, Raising Vibration Radio. As I'm one of your hosts, Reverend Raven, and Journeys in Consciousness host, Tammy Lacente. And we have a special guest. Tammy, would you like to introduce our special guest this evening? Hi, everybody. Happy Saturday evening. And tonight we have Billy mandarino from uh, santa barbara the nowest i'm really excited he just baited me before the show i have um little insight as to where i think um we're gonna go this evening but good evening billy thank you so much for joining us i'm so excited to have you on this evening and i'm really looking forward to our conversation how are you doing this evening great thank you uh, reverend raven and tammy i'm really honored to be here i know your show is about elevating the planet elevating the energy of this planet and your show is definitely going to accomplish that and tonight we're gonna we're gonna try and uh escalate this we're trying to go up a few notches i think in that vibration so people can join us in this conversation and we can can serve more people and bring them to this this type of conversation i love that this is your mission oh thanks we do too <laughs> no i love that it's yours and i i'm i'm excited to to share like the nowest this whole i mean I love it. I, I just um, learned of you a few weeks ago from a friend that we're going to have on next week, Sandy Ward. But I've listened to, I think, almost all of your podcasts. They were fabulous. And um, I really want to hear more about your journey. And I'm curious, how, how would you like to start telling us about yourself, Billy? Let's start right now. How about that? Not to be cheap. All right, let's start right let's now. Start with, let's start with right now what you and I, Tammy, were talking about right before we went live. Because yeah. we can let's we, we'll start in the moment and we'll kind of finish towards the uh, the beginning, if you will, because time is an illusion, right? Yeah, time is a complete illusion. Einstein proved it. I think in most of our lives, we prove to ourselves that time is illusion because you have these experiences that seem surreal. They seem did that happen? Was I dreaming? Was I was I awake? Did I have this experience? Did it happen? And I had an experience like that recently that I want to share with you and Reverend Raven and your listeners uh, and viewers, because I think in the sharing of this, they might see themselves in it. They might see challenges that they've experienced. And hopefully I can glean some light, shine some light into the dark places of their life, because I, that's really my mission is to shine the light in the dark places in the world and maybe those dark places are in you there they could be in in anybody's life but the experiences we have are here to service and i'm going to preface this little story with the fact that this has become one of my greatest teachers i made this traumatic experience uh, of spiritual practice and i made that decision after day one and so what happened the the, uh, the cliff notes version is january it's my wife's birthday is uh december 31st she turned 50 this year sorry honey i dropped the number but she turned 50 this january uh this december 31st so january 1st she turned 50 officially and i said you know we can't have a party in santa barbara because obviously everybody's in lockdown it's COVID. but in florida they had an opportunity to you know have this event on the beach with nelly you know the singer nelly I yeah. thought, how fun. The two of us, I'll fly us there. We'll go to this outdoor on the beach, big party. Only a thousand people are invited. It's your 50th. Mm -hmm. Let's just kind of pull out all the stops and have this experience. So we fly to Miami. We stay at the Fontainebleau Hotel. Yeah. And we're ready for this great event. And it's they're building this massive stage on the beach. We think, okay, this is great. We're socially distancing from everybody. It's 20 feet away from the table. There's no dance floor. This is going to yeah. be perfect. That's what they sold it to me as. Yeah. 
So they're building the stage about six o'clock on New Year's Eve. This, you know, this past New Year's Eve, they said, well, it's kind of windy out. We're going to have to move everything inside into this 33,000 square foot ballroom. So I think, uh oh, like this is not really what we signed up for. So we had to make a decision. Are we going to do this? But they said, no, we'll still be 20 feet apart. Everyone's going to social distance. Everyone has to wear a mask. We have people monitoring this. So, okay, let's just do it anyway. So we have the party. Nelly shows up. It was a really good time. We stayed away from everybody. We thought we we're fine. So we fly back to Santa Barbara, January 6th, and we start to both feel weird. And granted, I haven't had a flu or a cold in over a decade. I don't get sick. I've learned through a lot of study and practice how to upregulate my immune response. Living in the present moment keeps you out of stress. You can do that. You age slower, you stay healthier. So if you eat well, exercise, but stay in the present moment, you live as a nowist, you're going to live better and longer and more healthy. So my immune system is very, I thought it was bulletproof. So turns out we kept, we tested positive January 8th for COVID. And then my wife and I gave it to our daughter who was not with us. So our house was just kind of like, okay, it's locked down. My wife and daughter healed up after a day and a half, but I was in this bed right here, 10 days straight with 102 fever. I was so sick, but long story short, I healed. And then once I was healed, my 102 fever broke and I just stayed quarantined in this house for the appropriate days. I said, I'm going to go golfing. So I go golfing, you know, and I feel great. I played nine holes. Next morning, I wake up right here in this bed, completely numb head to foot. I couldn't feel anything, nothing. Two days after that, I lost the ability to walk. So wow. ER, rushed to the ER. My wife and daughter kind of helped me into the car, took me to ER. Toughest goodbye I think I've ever had to say because you know your parent, your kids, your wife, nobody can come see you in the hospital there at this time. So and I'm claustrophobic, you know. I don't know Raven and Tammy if you have claustrophobia issues, but I I'm not a fearful person, but I have claustrophobia. I spent four and a half hours in an MRI tube where I could not move, and I had to meditate and pray and chant and sing just to keep myself in there. Cause I didn't know what was wrong with me. I was, like I said, I only had fear that first day. And I was terrified. So after the four and a half hours, I said, up, oh, this hasn't really told us much, but you have a little arthritis in your lower back. Then they spinal tap me and find out that I've got Guillain-Barre syndrome from COVID. And oh, there's 460,000 people in Santa Barbara County. And I was the only one to get Guillain-Barre syndrome from COVID. Guillain-Barre syndrome, if you don't know, is a autoimmune response, an over hyperactive autoimmune response to a, an evader into your system. And what it does, is it eats the myelin, the insulation around your nerves. So it, it, all the electricity is, is just going out of your body in these holes that your immune system has eaten away at your myelin sheath. So I became, you know, I was paralyzed. So seven days in a hospital bed, paralyzed, and then 14 days in rehab, having to learn to walk again, because I couldn't walk. I totally lost. I was completely traumatized and my whole system shut down. So after day one, when I finally knew what was wrong with me, I realized that the only way through this is to surrender, positively surrender to this experience. Let this be my teacher. And I felt like God, the universe source said, hey, you think you're this great spiritual teacher, this nowest teacher. I'm going to give you an experience to prove to you that what you're studying, what you're teaching, what you're living is correct and this is how you can go over deal with traumatic situations in your life how to deal with overwhelm and anxiety and to deal with paralysis and so i use my imagination which is one of the greatest gifts we've ever been given to focus on being 
at my seminar, which was coming up in May. I was, you know, uh, exited the, uh, the, I was ejected from the hospital February 16th of this year. And I walked out of there with a cane. And two weeks after that, I lost the cane and I was pretty much back to what I am now. And the doctors, the infectious disease, of the county is still studying my case because they cannot figure out what's wrong. They can't figure out how I heal. 5% of people that come out of this have no left lasting numbness or fatigue or you know, lame limb or something that could that could hold you back from your normal day life. So they're studying my case. They can't figure it out, but I have figured it out. Yeah, I know what, it's, what's your take. <laughs> it's the nowest teaching. It's what I believe. It's using your imagination, which is the greatest gift I believe we've been given to put yourself quant. You get out of this physical time bound world. You go quantum. I don't know if you know who Dr. Joe Dispenza is, but he yeah, studied with him for a long time about going quantum, about healing your body with your mind, with your imagination, with the power of your inner body, upregulating epigenetic expressions in your body to heal the DNA of your body can heal these cells. The myelin healed so fast, they can't figure out how my myelin, which is like your fingernails, it grew in such a quantum speed that I the numbness went away. My strength came right back. The electricity in my body, the inner body reactivated. And I just, it's, it's kind of a, it's a miraculous story. Cottage Hospital, um, was here a couple of weeks ago and they're doing a full story about us because we are one that of the awesome. COVID, you know, recovery stories where it's become, you know, just kind of this miraculous thing. And, and the yeah. doctors were incredible. The cottage hospital doctors were world-class. I want to give them a lot of props and love because I definitely couldn't do it alone. They saved my life with immunoglobulin G, which were these eight uh, pint bottles of IV that I was given four days in a row to interrupt my immune system from attacking itself. But that's that story and that example of, Dealing with trauma and the way through it, not to just figure you're just going to solve this and get it over with, but the way you can learn to positive surrender, positively surrender to these things that happen in your life, using your imagination, using your your attention, your your subjective attention instead of the objective attention that keeps exactly. you so locked in your problem. So I just surrendered to it. It was so hard to think that I'm going to surrender to paralysis and not fight it, but I realized the only way you know, over this was through it, which is through my imagination and thinking from that end of being completely healed, of being in the seminar, teaching the seminar, which is coming up in a few months when I just got out of the hospital, playing golf at Pebble Beach and being with my wife and daughter and dog and seeing myself serving people. And that thinking from the end helped pull me through this in a quantum fashion, which I just love to share the story because I know that a lot of folks deal with overwhelm, stress, anxiety, um, traumatic events, but this experience I had, it, it can be taught how to deal with these things. And that's been my great mission to teach people, to create this legion of nowists, of people that can live out of time and in that quantum spiritual realm where all of your, your power resides. Mm -hmm. Wow. That's an amazing story. I can't, I'm so blown away by, uh, you having that experience and being able to share it that way after you were already on this journey of the now. I mean, I just think it's beautiful how things work out like that. Um, definitely. And then the quantumness of it, that really seems to be coming into play into our conscious awareness um, these days where we really can conceptualize this in, in new ways that are very, very empowering. Um, I, I think it's amazing your teachings and, and I, I really enjoyed listening to the podcast um, today, but 
thank you again for being no, here. It's my pleasure. I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, you did um, not interrupt me. I was just, I wanted to give you the shorter version because of course yeah. I want to leave plenty of time for connection and see what, what, what's here for us to, to teach and, and help people with. What, what are we here to, to serve? What's our intention? And my intention is always just to be here hundred percent present and available to what spirit universe has for me to, to give. And we're all about light. I just, I believe we all come from light. We return to light. It's about how can you bring more light into your life, into others, other people's lives. And how can you share that, that light? And, you know, as Jesus said, he says, you know, I am the light of the world, but he also said, you are the light of the world. Both. Yeah. And you know, I haven't been able to find a better word Re you know in most recent years it does seem like we're energetically changing we're changing with the food that we put in our bodies we're consciously changing um teachers that came b before you and then teachers like you are coming this is becoming um a beautiful change on our planet that this dialogue even exists and i'm just grateful um and i know sandy is as well to support bringing forth people to talk about these topics. One of the things I um, am always interested in, Billy, because I feel like um, it's kind of important to often try to compare yourself in in the beginning. If this kind of stuff seems new to you, lean into anything that you can identify with. So what was, how did your life become this? You know, what did that road look like for you? What was your real life experience of how you came into the knowledge of nowism? I mean, because that's an acquired knowledge um, in this day and age. If you could maybe share a little about that, I would really appreciate it. Yeah, no, I think that's a great question, Tammy, because we always have a beginning, our journey. You know, we, we come into this world, I believe, with big dharma and, and big purpose. Mm -hmm. And if you have a big purpose and I think a big Dharma, you feel inspired. Yeah, I, I learned that motivation, I used to be motivated. You know, I've, I've had a lot of um, sports in my career, in my life. I've just, I love sports. I've always been, I've, I've, I'm head of golfer now. I love sports and, and I love creating abundance in my life. But I used to be driven by motivation, which I think comes from the ego. And mm -hmm. I think motivation is very fleeting. It's like, okay, I want to make a lot of money. So here's a lot of money. Now what? Right. I want to, I want to gain, you know, more muscle. I want to lose fat. Okay, you did it. Now what? Like, I just believe in inspiration because inspiration gets a hold of you and it takes you on this journey that evolves and then it, it makes you a brighter, lighter person. Then you just want to give it away. I just, I mean, I love Hafiz. You know, Hafiz, the great Persian poet, he says, yeah. you know, just look at the sun. The sun never says to the earth, you owe me. Just look what a love like that does. It lights up the whole sky. And I think that is all of our mission to be light for other people. Because the darkness is everywhere. The darkness right now, if you allow yourself to get overwhelmed with the news, uh, I've learned it's called infobesity. I learned that from a great teacher of mine. He said, we're obese with information, infobesity. And that infobesity brings a lot of darkness into people's lives. Lots of tension, lots of stress, lots of past future awareness. Well, I was that stressed person, uh, you know, probably yeah, 10 years ago, I was a pretty stressed out person. I dealt with a lot of uh, trauma when I was seven years old. I had to sit on the stand and pick my mother and my father to live with. There's six kids in our family. My mom and dad got divorced and I just sit there and look at the, my mom's face, my dad's face and pick one of them at seven years old. They wouldn't do that now. It'd be cruel and unusual punishment. But that childhood trauma stayed with me. And I think childhood trauma stays with a lot of us, but we don't ever deal with it. 
And then you start making our decisions in your life that, that deal with traumatic you know, situations. You deal with your, your childhood or your past that you never get reconciled. So for me, it would create a stacking effect where stress, stress just started to overwhelm me. And it would show up on my on my lips as fever blisters as a young as a young man. I fall in love with this, this girl in high school and she broke my heart and my my lips just exploded like I literally a thousand fever blisters. Tammy were on my lips and my father looked at me and says, boy, what are you doing to yourself? And I was 16 years old. I'll never forget. It. I think what it, he it was so obvious what he said. But it hit me like a, you know, like a cold bucket of water was thrown over me. What am I doing to myself? Like, I am doing this to myself. I am in pain. My heart is broken. Uh, some abandonment issues. And then I manifest these terrible fever blisters on my, because you've seen this study that, did it, that you can look it up on YouTube, where they take a hot poker, right? And they take an eraser and they have this girl blindfolded. And then they have this hot poker by her face. They say, okay, we're going to touch you with one of these objects. They touch her with the eraser and this huge blister shows up on her arm. The power of our mind, the power of our imagination is something that just has always fascinated me. I've always had this spiritual hunger that was never satiated because I realized that how am I going to get out of this thing that was causing these, this, these fever blisters? I, I can't control my mind. My emotions are running wild because of my childhood trauma and that yeah. stacking effect. So you get further into life and you say, whoa, I just keep sabotaging my relationships. I mm -hmm. keep choking in sporting events. I keep, you know, ruining opportunities in business because you're always going backwards, subconsciously going backwards, not realizing, wait a minute, I don't want this. I would never choose these things to happen. But your subconscious mind is always running the background, right? 96% of everything we do is subconscious. So if you have these programs running in the background, you're wondering, why am I keeping tracking all this abundance? Because a lot, this negative, this negative, not abundance, this negative outcome, this negative manifestation, because the law of attraction is never broken. You know, it's called the law of identical harvest. You know, if you're putting this out there, you're just going to bring more of that to you. So I was this spiritual kind of junkie, if you will, this, this obsessed person and reading all types of, I used to be Mormon, Catholic, Buddhist, Zen, I, I, <laughs> yep. so, so much. I love it. As a, as a young man, you know, as a young adult, I just was obsessed with spiritual teachings. Because I was trying to find my way. And I knew I had something to give in, in this world. I knew I had a bigger purpose than just my own egoic focus of being a rock star, being, you know, I was, I was a model, you know, being a famous person, doing all this stuff for the ego. And one day, this, this feeling of writing a book, just this, this inspiration, this word now is came to me. It didn't exist before, you know, it was, it was brought to me. I feel like the book was channeled. The word was channeled. Everything is channeled. I mean, if you're just open to, you know, open mm -hmm. to what's supposed to come through you and quit questioning it and, and trying to control it and just let it come, that's, that's who delivers a speech right now. When I'm doing the seminar, when I'm on stage performing with my band, you know, when I'm doing anything, I'm just allowing myself to be used. But mm -hmm. when this idea came, it was almost like this spiritual sponge that had been soaking up all of his teachings. They just wrung it. The spiritual sponge wrung out, if you will, in the form of this book, The Nowist, which is a spiritual memoir, which teaches everybody through my experience that reads it, how I found the present moment, how I've used these techniques and these ritualistic and habitual ways of living to stay out of stress, stay out of time, stay out of my past future, live with all of my power in this moment. And that's been my great mission to take this world that's focused so much on outcome and stress and go the other direction. 
It's it's your chances yeah. are so much better of finding a happy, peaceful, servant-minded life and, and a heart that's pure in the present moment, connected to God, connected to the oneness. And, and that's really where the growth is, is the unknown. And I've learned that through all this journey, if I could break it all down, it would be the unknown is where the growth is. Mm-hmm. Walking in the unknown, yeah. Because yeah, the How known- you, you know, when we're in the unknown, the, it seems to me, you know, the, um, the awareness of our navigation and that place is where we are expanding and, um, it's amazing. It's, I, I find it interesting, Billy, that all these things have been deeply intriguing to you the majority of your life. Um, you know, it, it chose me. I, I didn't, yeah. it, it chose me. I just, it sounds corny, but I fell in love with my wife and Santa Barbara at the same time. They both just kind of chose me. I feel like, and I'm a, a property manager, a realtor by day and a Nowist and a spiritual teacher by night. Mm-hmm. And um, I find that when I help people buy property, I just say it, the property chooses you. You don't choose it. You just have to allow yourself to be open to that. So it's great because I've, I've, I've toured the country giving this talk that's related to my book, but it's called Now Become a Real State Agent. To live in that state that is the now. To live in that state that is detached from outcome. Taught people, agents, home buyers, sellers, how to create you know, this abundance in their life. It's not just being in real estate, but it's being anything. And anything. Anything. To be a real state agent, to live in that state. That is real because the time bound world is not real because Muktananda said that which is real never changes. And we physically change, but our soul doesn't change. That's the real state that I'm teaching people to live in. And what do you know when you, when you, you live there as a way of life, everything is better. You can, you have so much more abundance in your life. And then when you have a lot of anything, just like that Hafiz quote, you just want to give it away and you never want to ask for a thank you or a, someone to pay you back. And then what do you know? More abundance keeps coming into your life. I think that's absolutely beautiful. Sandra D, what you got going on backstage? Uh, no questions yet so far. Um, I do have a question though, Billy. Um, are you able to stay in that state all the time? That is a great question, Raven, because in the book, I teach, I live in a 90-10 ratio. 90% of my day, I live as a nowist. 10% stuff goes sideways, it hits the fan. You get overwhelmed with emails or something falls apart, or you have some physical thing that happens to you and you lose, you know, that, that 10% of your day can take you completely out and it can overshadow. But living in this ratio, you get momentum. You get the subconscious programming that takes over when you start living this way as a way of life and as a ritualistic and habitual way, the 90-10 ratio is not as difficult as you would think. But it's about having habits and you prime yourself in the morning and you continually have your day set up to win the day. I mean, I always, in my teachings, I always like to make it real simple. Sandy, what is N-O-W spelled backwards? Wow. wow. Uh, N-O-W-W-O-N. So one. Yes. There we go. When you're in the now. You've won. You've what? won your presence. It's also a homonym, O-N-E. One. One. One moment in time. If you have a busy schedule, you're doing one thing committed fully with your presence on that one thing. The power of one. We come from oneness. We return to oneness. There's so much to be taught about being in the present moment. You will learn so much. You start to live this way. That the 90-10 ratio that I live in, and that now us that have worked with me live in, 
your emotional life, your social life, your spiritual life, your financial life, your familiar life, everything changes because that's the ratio that you should be living in as a, as a human being living in a, in a universal conceptual world with energy being the focus of what we're made up of, not this physical fleeting temporal body. You know, as Muktananda says, you know, that which is real never changes. So why are we so focused on that which does change? Our ratio is just the opposite. Most people spend 10% of their time, oh, I think I'll go to church, or I think I'll pray, I think I'll meditate, I think I'll do something kind for somebody. They're just the opposite. When you can flip that, that's the game changer. That's when everything inverts and your whole life changes. What do you say to the person who says, well, that's impossible, Billy. I mean, all of these things I have to do. I have to take care of my children. I have to go to work. I have Because I, I know you hear this as, you know, right? So wh what is your first level response to all the excuses that arise? Exactly. Well, we love Dr. Wayne Dyer. We talked about him before the show and he has a great book. <laughs> well, you probably read his book, Excuses Be Gone. Right? Yes. <laughs> I recommend so much Dr. Wayne to people because my book is largely inspired by my soul brother, Dr. Wayne. He was the inspiration. He was initial inspiration to write this book. Literally, I never met him. He came, he had already passed. He came through me and just, this was yeah. my call. And I feel like, you know, um, June 8th, 1970, Dr. Wayne Dyer was receiving his doctoral degree the exact same time as he was receiving his baton, if you will, his, his doctrine, doctor degree. Abraham Maslow was passing away and they died. He felt like Abraham Maslow passed away because he studied Maslowian, you know, it was his major Maslow's concept. So he passed away. He felt like Abraham Maslow passed him the baton. Says, okay. Ooh, I, I just got bumps from head to toe. Because Dr. Wayne is here. <laughs> So he told, he said, you know, it felt like Dr. Maslow said, okay, I, I just taught the academic community about self-actualization. Now you take this baton and you teach the cab drivers, the hairdressers, the mechanics, the lawyers, the doctors, the housewives, the, the stay-at-home dads, teach them about self-actualization. Well, August 30, 31st, 2016, 2015, Dr. Wayne passed away and I felt like he passed the baton on to me. And I'm running with it. I'm running with it because... To answer your question more thoroughly, you know, I don't say this to brag and I don't say this to be foolhardy or egoic, but I just want to tell you, living as a Taoist, the things that I do that are made up of the question that you asked me, like, how do you do this? To all this? So I say this once again, I just disclaimed it, but here's the truth. I have a property management company. I manage 100 residential properties here in Santa Barbara, Montecito, California. I have a real estate sales business where I sell probably 10 to 15 properties a year. My band put out a, a 10 song record. We spent an entire year recording the record, re rehearsing the record, and then performing that record at the Nowest Experience Live we just had in May. I did the whole seminar largely by myself. I hired some people that do a few things, but I largely produced that whole thing. I'm a world-class husband, a world-class father. I'm a three handicap golfer. I have a great peace in my life that I can't describe. I only want to pay it forward to people, but that's what I do. And I understand. And I've worked with so many people who are overwhelmed with their business, overwhelmed with their schedules or kids their marriages, helping people get out of their overwhelm and their busy life that they think they're focused on everything that matters, but they're really not. But I know, so, I so if we stop right there for a minute, right? 
because I mean, I mean, think of the scenario that you just created. You just said, like, look, this is this is real. I'm, I'm here on this live program and I'm telling you, this is my life. And what you just described could actually be five different people's full lives. Right. And so so the whole premise of how can I do this? I have to do this. this you know, I think um, I heard this in a well, I know I heard it in a couple of your podcasts, you know, it's that chatter. It's the difference in the chatter that you allow to run, the tape you let run in your head. And if you have to reprogram, then you have to reprogram. But what tape is running on autopilot? Because that's the one that's running your life and it'll make a huge difference in your now experience. Would you not agree? And would you like to go into that a little, Billy? That's so well said, Tammy. I completely agree with you because our thoughts are things as so much so many teachers have taught us, you know, Dr. Wayne, you know, his famous epitaph, if you will, if he had one, because his ashes were floated out to the, the sea where he used to swim in uh, Maui and I think Lahaina um, was when you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change. We've all heard that probably a million times because that was like one of his most famous quotes. When you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change. And if your mind is full of the things you don't want, you know, if you're focused on the overwhelmed schedule, you have three kids, you've got to make dinner, you're a single mom, you go, you be, yeah, you want to go back to college and, and you have all these, these heartbreaks that you had in your life. If you're a single person, you're alone, you wish you had a, a mate in your life. You just think, think about the stories of what should, what should happen and what used to happen. And the tapes that you keep running in your head that you describe, 96% of your day is run by your subconscious mind. And then, God forbid, you go to bed, you fall asleep, and all you do, what, the last five minutes of your day is something that Dr. Wayne would teach. You lay in your bed, last five minutes, think about how crappy your life was, how terrible your day is, and how tomorrow is going to be just like a groundhog's day because you're just running these same tapes. So then you go to sleep, and the last thought you have marinates in your subconscious mind for four hours. And so you wake up, and the universe gives you exactly what you just pre-programmed your subconscious mind to do. And that's what people do. And they live in this, this hamster wheel, this groundhog's day. You've heard it a million times. But they don't understand the power of their thoughts. They don't understand the power of their self-talk and the power of words. Words are Dr. Emoto, the famous, you know, Dr. Emoto. Have you ever read his book? Yeah, his book. I haven't read his book, no. Amazing. But I've heard of him and I've the... Um the water and talking to water and stuff. Yeah. I write, I, uh, I actually write on my Brita filters, like all just, you know, beautiful stuff. So I'm even thinking it every time I, it's very powerful. Words. Uh, words are really powerful. And that's another thing that I'm really happy that I'm noticing. Um, collectively, we're starting to notice certain things. I have grandchildren, um, young grandchildren, like six and under. And yeah. And just in Whole Foods the other day, I bought this book that I had to buy three copies of because I was just so enamored and impressed with the high level of consciousness in a child's book. <laughs> but even they have like a new alphabet for humanity, which meaning there's a word that correlates. Uh, Z is Zen. OK. And the new alphabet for humanity, it's not spiritual. Okay, this is new alphabet for humanity, but Z is Zen. <laughs> I mean, Very I think good. that's pretty amazing. I'm real happy yes. about that. And Absolutely. I just think that speaks to um, 
you know, teachers like Wayne, lots of teachers, you know, we're all starting, we, we practice this stuff, the deprogram and reprogramming. And, and, um, and I think it's beautiful that you're taking everything that you want to, to further teach other people because your experience of life today, as a result of all of this, you just kind of shared with us, you know, but once upon a time, that was not your experience of life. Right. Like it's a process. Tammy, we all have those stories, too. You yes, know, we, I know yeah. it's neat. I, and, I, and it's so important. People go. I mean, social media yes, is a double a double edged sword. Right. It can it can take all your time. It can we're a distracted society or you can use it to share your stories with other yeah. people and lift them up. And, mm -hmm. and people see themselves in stories, don't they? I mean, mm -hmm. how, how many times you've been to like a speaker? And he's going through his PowerPoint. All of a sudden, he, he talks about a personal story. And everybody just goes, boom. They're like, yep. you, that's why stories are so important. You know, the, the Tao Te Ching was recounted in, initially through stories. Like, it was just, it was a toll, a legend that was, it was just, Lao, Lao Tzu just spoke it to the guard at the gate. And what do you know? Someone scribed in that. So, the, the second most published book in history, the Tao Te Ching. You know, 81 yeah, powerful words. Words. Read deep powerful words read spiritually alive words and you bring those and you put them on loop that's what, it's important to contemplate them let them marinate and get yes. them on the loop yes get them that subconscious programming so when you show up to the day you show up you're not using these old tapes from your childhood from your past from unrequited loves from bank failures from bankruptcies to all these you know we just keep oh i should have done this and Tony Robbins, you say, I don't shoot all over yourself. You know, I just, <laughs> right? Don't shoot all over yourself. No, you have this moment, this mm -hmm. day, this moment right now is your power to change your life. The past is dead. The future is dead. The only energy you have is in this moment. Mm -hmm. How are you using your energy? How are you bringing your light into your day? It's your oh choice. Gosh, I couldn't agree more, Billy. I love it. Yes. Uh, I think people ought to really start checking in and, and ask themselves that because they can have a completely different experience of life. This stuff is really, really possible. I, I just want to, um, to share, you know, these teachers, teachings like yours that I listened to, um, like I said, I think almost a couple hours um, to get acquainted with you today. And I was like, oh, this is amazing. This is really, really good stuff. Um, and that coming from someone who's, you know, been an avid seeker, developer and studier, like for forever, you know, I was like, oh, this is really nice. I'm really excited to have Billy on tonight. And what gets me excited is, um, people really being able to create this, this change in their life. This is something that doesn't cost anything really for all intents and purposes. Like you just have to show up for yourself and believe, you know, and I, and, and believe that I believe, even if you don't believe a change can happen, if you just do these certain things, change really does happen. And, and it's amazing. I have seen miraculous things in my life. And we've had, speaking of stories, I know Dr. Joe Dispenza has been somebody yeah. you've studied as well. But his story, talking about change, talk about, I mean, yeah. I think of, I was thinking about him a lot when I was in my paralysis, just, you know, back mm -hmm. in, in January, February, because he, you know, had this traumatic car accident where he broke three or four of his vertebrae, right? He was supposed mm -hmm. to have this massive surgery. 
And what did he do? He used his the power of his mind, power of his imagination to physically rebuild, rebuild his vertebrae without any surgery. And think about this. Does this blow you away? Now he's like one of the most sought after speakers, teachers on the whole planet. He is he's a scientist that has combined the spiritualist and kind of walks that line perfectly. And he's mm -hmm. such a powerful force in our world right now for people who want to change their life. His meditation, he has seven day meditation retreats. Yep. Some of the folks that work with me have gone through them. I can't wait to go through one at one point when I can get away for seven days, solid away from my family and businesses and everything that I have going on. But he is somebody who's proven it through his story mm -hmm. that he can, yep. he can prove that he built his spine with his imagination with his mind that's just unbelievable but not unbelievable because this stuff can really happen and, that, and that's my point is more and more of us are really truly coming into the understanding that th this we are capable of doing this this is not woo wooey this is like we really do have the capacity to do this and and it's just an amazing and tammy time. And, and Reverend Raven, is there a better time in history than, than right now, not to be trite or uh, creating a pun, but is there a better time in history, never been a better time than right now, given what we just went through, one of the worst global pandemics probably in history, of course. And we've had so much trauma, so much death. And I send so many prayers at night to people that have passed and friends that are sick and people still struggling with this virus. And my intention is to shine so much light into these dark places where people get this. They want to dig in and listen to some of these shows that you're having. Listen to Dr. Joe, listen to Dr. Wayne, you know, watch Marianne Williamson's YouTube, watch my YouTube on Billy Mary. Yes. Dive in. Watch our now. shows over. <laughs> now is the time, right? Now is the time for yeah. people to change their life. There's never think about history. People think all oh, the world's going to hell in a handbasket. You know what? Maybe just I, I called it my COVID cocoon. When I was in that coffin slash MRI tube, I called it my COVID cocoon. So I had to get creative. And I'm in this four and a half hours. Your mind starts to do a lot of tricky things, right? Yeah. I had to chant, pray. I visualized myself in this other realm. I was above the earth. I imagined the gravity could not hold me. My awareness, my consciousness had me above the planet. I had to go quantum like Dr. Joe taught me how mm -hmm. to go quantum to heal yourself. And I call it my COVID cocoon because I was literally in this cylindrical thing. It looked like an inchworm, like or a right or a caterpillar. And I realized that I'm going to come out of this. I'm, I was paralyzed. I literally couldn't move. I had to 21 nights in a hospital system paralyzed, like in rigor mortis, as if a monarch butterfly, you know, was in its pupus or its pupil stage or that chrysalis. And then it's, it's like it's dead. And then what do you know? Out of this experience, this gorgeous monarch butterfly mm. appears. It's, it metamorphosizes out. And then all of a sudden, it's an angelic creature. The Dr. Wayne still shows up to me in these in these monarch butterflies. When I'm thinking about him, and I'll, so many times, I just, it'll overwhelm me because the monarch butterfly will like hit my face. And I'll just mm -hmm. think, oh, I just say, I put my hand on my heart and said, thank you, Dr. Wing, because he called them spiritual breadcrumbs, right? These mm -hmm. things that show up in your life that you think are just random happenstances or coincidence, they're spiritual breadcrumbs. You got to pay attention to them and then follow them to the yes. next thing you're supposed to do. Follow those breadcrumbs and it'll take you to your, your destiny, to your journey. It'll take you where you're supposed to be. It's not so hard. You don't have to work so hard at this. Just let go. Yeah. It seems to me it's like letting go and just getting out of the way. 
like getting out of your own way and allowing yourself to just be drawn. You know, I um one of the things I say often is pay attention to what you're paying attention to, what your mm-hmm. where, where your attention's getting pulled to naturally. You know, yeah. it's like a, it's like a little tether. It's just the the spiritual breadcrumbs and. I'm so glad you said that, Tammy, because what happens, I get this question a lot from students like coach or from people that come up to me in seminars. And it's like, how do you how do you interpret synchronicities? How do you interpret the spiritual breadcrumbs? And the answer is always the same because your heart is the most magnetic part of your body. Right. There's a nine foot energy tube toral tube torus that's around your body. If you, for instance, like here I am, I'm just listening to Dr. Wayne. I get out of my car. I've just listened to him. I think on excuses be gone or one of his tapes that I listened to. And I get out and I'm just thinking about this monarch butterfly. Just boom, just literally I felt the wings hit my face. And I think Dr. Wayne is just confirming that. Yes, he did pass the baton onto me that I am picking it up and running with it. These teachings are in line with what he was teaching. I am picking up kind of this, this mantle and running with it. And if if people find out like that, something shows up, like maybe you want to, I don't know, go on a trip and you're in the stoplight and you're, there's not enough money in your bank account, but right in front of you on the bus, there's this Hawaii, right? And you just think, wait, I was just thinking about Hawaii. There, there's something, people, whatever you're feeling in that moment, what your heart is telling you, that is the answer to your spiritual breadcrumb. That's the answer to your synchronicity. And you follow them, they, they'll keep coming. If you quit mm-hmm. pushing and looking from, just allow yourself to be taken over so by. Allow that. yourself to take the step towards the the one that's that's in your now moment, right? Like call it a feather on the that's, on the ground, and allow amen. yourself to just pick that feather up and feel the connection. You, you, it's like, would you think? Do you say? Do you think, Billy? It's um, it's just a thought or a thought and a feeling when our synchronicities happen. And because it's so funny, it's like there's a thought and a feeling that I feel like I experience simultaneously. And, and then and then I equate that to an immediate knowing, like when you you have mm. knowing that that's Wayne's presence, like it's oh, his essence communicating with you. Remember this, Tammy, I learned a long time ago that the thought is the lie and the feeling is the truth. Mm. Because we all come from energy, we return to energy, we, we live in that oneness, that God realization, we're all part of that same energy. Like you take a bucket out of the ocean, right? It's still mm-hmm. all together the ocean, and the ocean's all together in the bucket. It's only when they're separate that they beca- that it evaporates and turns into another, or transforms into something else. Yes. But the thought, the thinking, like when you're ahead, you're dead. I learned that too. If you're in your head, you're thinking so much, you're cogitating, wow. that's the ego. Feeling mm-hmm. is the energy uh-huh. of source, right? Your heart is the most magnetic part of your body because that's the center of your being. And that connects straight to the, the divinity and to the oneness. And if you can get out of the thinking mind, just go with the feeling. What is your intuition? You know, when you're on your knees praying, that's you going up, praying up. But your intuition is God answering your prayer. It's a source answering your prayers. So your heart, the thought is the lie and the feeling is the truth. I couldn't agree more. There's, you know, there is so much... I, that's one of the things that, um, you know, when we talk about the power of our thoughts, that over um, most recent years, Sandy, I mean, we've, you and I have had a conver- conversations on this numerous occasions on one of the things that I have been of the opinion of that the masses kind of maybe um, taught from an angle that wasn't as beneficial as it could have been with the law of attraction is the power of our thoughts because 
it's really to me like the magnet is is the is the feeling is is it's that's why they talk about you know imagining it already being there like you you feel it in you it's not your thought it's like you feel it that's how you picture it because you actually embody and feel it i love what dr wayne said about that he he kind of busted Rhonda burn when she wrote the secrets because they wanted him to be part of it and he said no he said yeah. because you know, you only attract not what you want. You only <laughs> you only attract what you are. You are, yeah. Not what you want. You only attract what you are. And if you are coming, oh my gosh, I want so much money. I want, I want, I want. No, 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 no. You have to be abundance. You have to be what it is you want to attract. You like Saint Francis of Assisi says, you know, don't give me peace. I need peace. He says no, make me an instrument of thy peace. Of thy peace. In the prayer of Saint Francis. I'm I'm scarce in peace. Give me peace. No, no, no. Make me an instrument of thy peace. Be peace. Be loving. If you want love, go be loving. If you're alone, go be a friend to somebody. If you're broke, go give some of the little money you have to someone that can't repay you. It's the it's the law of identical harvest. Give and it will be given. I mean, it's it's so simple, but our thinking gets us in trouble all the time because our ego is the one thing. Seems wired backwards, you know. I mean, in in all reality, it really does. It just seems wired wrong, <laughs> but. Um, it is, I'm but sorry. you can take the power back. And then the yes. moment is where is the moment is where the first step is. I mean, mm -hmm. the first moment you know that you're stressed out and you're feeling overwhelmed, that's step one. Awareness is the key. Awareness. Most people miss it because they're just so caught up in the drone of their day. And things have been, this is how they've always been. This is how they're always going to be. My mom was like this. I'm going to be just like my mom. My dad was like this. I'm going to be just like my dad. Like, no, 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 no. The present moment. Yeah, wouldn't, you say to, wouldn't you say to those people who... Uh, you know, from time to time, I still catch myself to, you know, compare myself and say something that way. Um, but like, it's critically important to to try to stop associating that way with with past experiences mm. because it just keeps bringing that past. Ex like, in the context of when we say my mom was that way or my grandmother was that way, especially let go of that. Let go of that. <laughs> like, I love, I I love so much what Mark Twain said about that. Mark Twain said, comparison is the death of joy. It's so uh, good. I got to say it again. Because yeah. this, I, I live in this. This like just ruminates. Talk about your subconscious mind. This is like light music playing in my background all the time. Yeah. We're in this comparison mentality, aren't we? Yeah. Like there's songs out there. This one by the Chainsmokers. I love it. The, the chorus goes, feed yourself with my life's works. How many likes is my life worth? Right? Oh. We live in this comparison mentality. Oh. Mark Twain says, no, no, no. Comparison is the death of joy. Right? And when you think about it, when you start comparing yourself to the Joneses, to the person that has a better car, or a better husband, or a better wife, or a better house, or better vacation, you're right. It does, it, comparison kills your joy. So if we can learn how to get out of comparison mentality, and that's why I do a lot of work with, with my daughter's age, 12 to 15 year old. You know, I've done lots of talks at their schools. I do, I'm do. i doing Zooms now in mm -hmm. person through the internet, trying to teach this, this era of, of youth that are so mm -hmm. caught up in pandemic dysfunction, this stressful, overwhelmed situation that we're living in right now for the youth. They're the ones on the front line because teen suicide mm -hmm. is crazy. And I'm just trying to find a way to teach them not to compare themselves to others and realize that they are perfect just as they are. You have to find your dharma, find your purpose. If you're feeling scared, lack, lonely, you got to find out how to give it, pay it forward, give it away, give it away, be of service to somebody else, and then you will get what you want. And if you're alone, go be a friend to some, go teach some homeless 
person. Go meet some elderly folks that, that live in a, in, a, in a center by themselves and go read to them. Right? Just The problem is it's counterintuitive. You know, we, we think, you know, why would I come from scare? I, I'm, I'm feeling scarce right now. I want to go deeper into scarcity. I don't have any money. How can I give away what little money I have to somebody to bring more money into my life? But there's so many great teachers that talk about that and about how the law of attraction is never broken. And try it. Try it. Just be the be the change, as Yanni says, you want to be in the world. Do the thing that you're afraid of and the fear of that will, will disappear and that will change your life. Hey, Billy, um, I belong to the uh, St. Pete Time Bank. Have you ever heard of a time bank? Do you have you have them out in California? What's, what's it called, Sandy? Well, there's a time bank. Uh, it's 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 like it's not. Well, it's volunteerism, but with an exchange of time, a different type of economy instead of uh, giving people. Uh, money or uh, you know anything like that, or somebody volunteering, you're actually giving somebody time. I and, love that. We don't have oh, those here. No, I haven't oh, heard. It's amazing, Billy. Let you her tell you about it for there. a minute. You'll like it. Yes, but I love that. I idea. was wondering if you wouldn't mind coming and talking to ours because we're doing a monthly podcast, and I would love for you to talk to our Absolutely. time bank um, to give that concept to to, to kind of help them to re we're growing. And then there's the the organization, the worldwide organization one too as well. And and I, maybe I can get you on there and speaking to them too as well. They they're the mastermind of all the time banks all over worldwide. Well, we need one here, so I'd be interested in that because that is something that could change a lot of lives. I'm doing. Sure you may have one. one, and we did a show um, probably about a month and a half ago. Sandy, with the time bank, it's really, really interesting, Billy, and I'm sure you would want to know more about it. Um, it's, it's a really I'm in. That's, that's, history that's too, and how it all started and stuff. So there's an episode that we have that you could watch just to, to, to get to meet the founder and stuff. Anyways, that I would be it. wonderful. Yes. Well, Yes. And I, you know, I would be so thankful and grateful if you could, um, oh, he's in Santa Barbara, BJ. She wanted to know what, uh, what part of California you were in. So uh, she's the founder of our St. Pete Time Bank. But we met Edgar Kahn, who wrote a book. He was like the first father of social justice. Uh, hmm. He started the uh, Legal Aid Society. And uh, he wrote a book about uh, throw away. I, I, you know, I can't, I, I'm terrible with remembering names, but uh, throw away human beings or something like that, that were not. And a beautiful soul, a beautiful mm. soul to get to meet him. But uh, I'd right love up. to have you uh, come in and talk and, and, and learn about this too, as well, because People should hear your message that we're hearing tonight. Not only here on our show, yeah. mm -hmm. you know, but everywhere. We got to get you out there, broader, you know, experience. Thank you. I appreciate that. I've been on, I've been on, I mean, a hundred podcasts to date, but uh, yeah, I, I continue to, anyone, I will just, I'm there. I, I have no, That's you have awesome. five people, you have five people on your podcast. I will still show because it's not about <laughs> me. It's not about me. It's about how can I get the message out? Because like I said, Dr. Wayne handed me the baton. So I'm right. just running with it. I don't have this, this focus. Oh, gosh. I, you know, my wife's a high school teacher, and she's proven to me. Like, just one kid comes up to her. Yes. Lots of, and one kid says, you're my teacher 20 years ago. 
I'm an English teacher now in like New Hampshire uh-huh. because of you. Like that's what it's about. It's about just that one. And one people, person. Yes. Yeah. Uh, the name of his book was No More Throwaway People. Mm, I love that. I'll check that out for sure. Cause this is, I, I'm, that's what you, that's why you help each other out. Right. Yes. You never know. You never know what's going to come out of it. You never know something. That, now so I, cool. I just had a little experience. I just want to share. I was like going, wow, this is really kind of surreal because Wayne was so special to me for God over 20 years. I mean, like I, I just, I might've never met him, but he was one of my literally my biggest teachers. And, um, just that second time when you said you took the baton, I was like, wow, what an, what an honor. I'm hosting the show and the person that took the baton from Wayne. I mean, like it's bringing tears to my eyes. I'm just oh, thanking well, so much. He's, so with, us here. So he's with us right now. Because yeah, it's like the goosies, but we, I get the chills. You know, I just, yeah. I don't know if you've noticed this though. When spirit shows up, I don't know if it works for you, Sandy and Tammy, but when spirit shows up, my ears ring. Yeah. And so oh, Sandy yes. Ward, who you're having on your show, I think next week, you know, yeah. she, she's a dear friend of mine and she has some amazing Wayne stories to tell you if she's, if she's so willing, but she says, yeah, that's spirit. The aim that's the oh, angel. Yeah, mine, it's a, so mm-hmm. my ears ring just, you know, recently my hair, my ears, but I just know that, that Wayne's mm-hmm. here just giving you the nod saying yes. Um, ah. And I'm just humbled by it all. I, I don't say like, that. I am I am that's how it feels right now. Like I feel so deeply humbled. Like, thank yeah. you. You know, and, um, and I'm so excited for you to speak to the time bank because it's really a phenomenal, wonderful um, organization that is very much in alignment with the change I want to see in the world, you know, things like that. And I would imagine it would. Well, we are, as it's been said, this new, and, and Eckhart Tolle talks about, you know, his book in the new earth, like this new earth is being born. And, I believe we're going through the birthing pangs right now. This is the pandemic. This is terrible things going on globally. Um, just there's so much transition right now and it's painful. And a lot of people are, are struggling through this. And I just feel like this is it. This is this is where I need to double down on everything and just everything. get on there and service. And we all need to do that. We all need to find out how can we serve? How can we bring more light into the situation? How can we help people find their way through this darkness? Because awareness you know and, and the the spirit just cuts through like a sword through this darkness it just cuts through the fog and it's that light that we all need to bring out in each other and, and serving each other because if we go this alone uh, you know this is going to take a long time if we keep going this alone egoically focused out of you know out of time and, and our in our own way getting out of the world just getting focused in our head we're going to slow this whole thing down but I, there is this this growing pain that we're all feeling. I kind of went through my own experience recently. I know it was part of it. That's why I said I made it my spiritual practice. Because after the first day, I was terrified the first day. I thought I was going to be paralyzed. I said goodbye to my wife and daughter. It was super scary because I thought they can't see me. And if my wife said, well, I just got to go see him. There's no honey. The nurse said, you don't want to go see him. Because if you go see him, it means it's his last hour. And those type of feelings. And I'm getting chills talking about because it was so traumatic. But I realized after that first day, I had this. I knew this was here to serve me. And my message to everybody out there listening and watching is that if you can find the tar- the tough things in your life and learn how to make them your spiritual practice, 
the, the enlightenment, the joy, the, the strength that you'll gain from that will take you on to the next thing. So like lily padding to the next traumatic thing. You say, no, you got these spiritual muscles that you're building up. And that's what I feel like this is, it was meant here to serve me. It wasn't there, you know, it didn't happen to me. It was done for me so I could serve other people from it. If you take that away from your, your problems in your life and your traumatic encounters in your life, you're going to find out how I can serve other people. Makes me think of um, Billy, like, you know, um, I know in my experience through the years when things were really problematic on whatever level, you know, I have three grown children today and whatever, you know, um, that when I could lean in to the problem and ask, what is it here to show me? It is here to show me something and lean into it. Instead of recoiling from it, things would move quicker, kind of mm -hmm. like, um, and you could, uh, for lack of better words, transmute that energy um, yes. a little like an, quicker. Like an alchemist, right? You, you mm -hmm. Positive surrender. I call it positive surrender. So you, like, you realize, no, I'm not a victim of this. I'm mm -hmm. going to surrender into this. And know that I'm going to be the alchemist, which is actually one of my favorite books of all time. I'm sure you yes. <laughs> I'm going to turn this base metal into gold. I'm going to turn this, this lead that's holding me down into gold. It's going to be um, this alchemic change is going to change my life. So then I can help other people. And when you have but a lot of anything. does do that when you lean into it and you allow yourself to be changed. And, and we kind of have to get out of the way, right? Like, because like often, well, here's, the most famous one, it's fear. It could be fear. It's it's a predominant fear on some level that we're like, we want to recoil. We're fear of not being liked, fear of not having enough, fear of blah, 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 right? But when we recoil, you know, we lose our power, but when we lean into it, you know, and it's scary, but that's where the power is. And again, it is always in the now. And that's why it's counterintuitive because you think, well, but my autonomic nervous system is telling me, oh, no, fight or flight. You know, I got to run, hide or fight. I've got to I got to be you know, because we're hardwired that way. That's the counterintuitive part. But that's when I the unknown is where you have to learn when that happens the trigger. And for me, it, it happened after the first day because I had so much. I was completely paralyzed and I couldn't feel anything. I'm in a hospital bed. But then I realized that, no, 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 no. The only way to gain what I'm supposed to gain from this is to lean into it and surrender to it. So don't fight to try and walk. Don't try and stand up because I would fall down. I had, a, mm -hmm. I had a alerts on my wrist. You know, I couldn't, I was like, I was kind of, they didn't want me to try because I knew I was going to fall down because I couldn't hold anything. I couldn't stand up mm -hmm. I didn't have at all. But I knew I, the only way to heal myself was to not fight it. So I mm -hmm. surrendered to it and I just, I imagined and I sang and I chanted and I prayed and I did the nowest meditation, which is in my book. I did that probably a thousand times, which only takes one minute. The Nowest Meditation is one of the things that really helped me go quantum, if you will, mm -hmm. to get out of that, that bed for 21 days and learn how to just be out of this, this time-bound world and live in that quantum realm, which is the fifth dimension, which is, I think, where all healing takes place anyway. Because if, yep. you, if you break your leg, you go to the emergency room, you know, but if you have something like I had, and, you know, I, I had to have the immunoglobulin G because that ultimately was the physical thing that started my immune system to start you know, healing itself again. But beyond that, you know, the fear, the cortisol that was going to upregulate if I didn't control my emotions was going to slow the healing process. That's why if I was surrendering into it and all these positive endorphins, because I don't know about you, but it's impossible to be grateful and angry at the same time. I can't. 
So I just started going into the ground. I'm so thankful that I still can feel a little bit of my toe right now. I'm so grateful that I could actually touch my finger to my thumb. Like I can do that. I couldn't do that a little while ago. You know, like just simple little things and they just build. And then gratitude becomes this great multiplier that ultimately I think is what healed me was being grateful for the, even the bad stuff, right? Even this traumatic thing that happened to me. What can I learn from this? You know, how can I serve other people with it? And what's good about this? Yeah, exactly. Wow. Amazing, Billy. Ah, thank you. Thank you for showing up. Well, you know, I, for, like me. really fully showing up for that experience to be able to share it with all of us. You know, I mean, well, the, the it's where beauty Tammy, is. Tammy and Raven, the synchronicities were so profound because I've, I've followed these spiritual breadcrumbs because I've learned from Dr. Wayne, you know, a decade ago about them. And I knew that this was just like a bucket of cold water was thrown over me because this one is like, oh my gosh, my seminar is coming up in May, the first seminar. I mean, yeah. how? I started thinking, how can I use it to serve people? Not just me. How can I just get out of here and walk out of here faster so I can go play golf again, so I can hug my wife and daughter again, so I can go walk my dog again, so I could. No, I thought, how can I serve people in this? And what do you know? When you come from that question, you heal faster. Because you're yeah. thinking, that wasn't it oh, for me. Oh, yeah. You know, I just got that. Like, because you were already giving it away. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, that's beautiful. Amazing. Yes. <laughs> To, can, the caveat on that, Tammy and Sandy, is this. When I finally got out of the, 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 the COVID ward of Cottage Hospital, I yeah. spent 14 nights in the Cottage Rehabilitation Center learning to walk again. And I went into there with a full-on intention. Because just like this show, like, what was our intention? You always have to have an intention before you do anything. Oprah Winfrey, before she has every meeting, she says, okay, what's our intention? I mean, I learned that from her and from her books and from Brendan Burchard, who I studied with. He's the one that told me firsthand about that. What's our intention? So I thought, okay, what's my intention going into rehab? Yes, I want to walk again. But I thought, you know what? What if I come from the place of how can I therapize my occupational therapist, my recreational therapist, my physical therapist, my speech therapist, my swallow therapist? Because I could I have a hard time swallowing food. Like, how can I serve them before they serve me? So I would just start asking them, how, how's your, how are you doing in your life? Oh, I got these problems with my boyfriend and my, you know, my finances are bad. And I'm trying to, you know, get into college. So I just thought, how can I serve them? And I got better, faster. Yeah. Ah. So um, has looked um, online and there is a time bank in your area and Ventura, California. <laughs> how do I find them? Just go online? Uh, yeah, so there's, um, I'll, I I friended you on Facebook, so if you accept it, I'm going to send you some links. Oh, I'll accept you. Of course, I'll accept <laughs> I'll send you some links and, um, uh, you know. The, oh, please. The I'm going to pair that up with the Nowest Mission, and we're going to start changing some lives in a quick way. Oh, that would be yes. so much fun. Yay. Oh, yeah. We're going to have a blast. Yay. Thank you, Time Bank. <laughs> Thank yes. you, Time Bank. What a brilliant idea. I can't believe I've never heard of it. Oh, I was beautiful. I was so astonished by um, I'm kind of embarrassed to say this yet again, but my dear friend Sandy had been um, involved with it for quite some time. And she kept trying to tell me like how wonderful this was. And I'm telling you, Billy, I just wasn't getting it like over the phone. I wasn't grasping. Well, it wasn't time. It wasn't time. It just wasn't time. Right. But <laughs> when we when we did the show and I really 
could grasp the whole concept, I was blown away. I think it is so amazing. It is so wonderful. Um, you're going to be delighted to be able to um, speak to these people and be a part of anything that's going to be supportive. I'm sure you will. Oh, yeah. So nice. What a, Of course, that, that idea was just waiting to find me, right? This, yes. This, yes. I just, I'm like, yes, it, it, it's here. Uh, I'm just awesome. I'm just amazed by your story about the the COVID and the you know being paralyzed with the myelin sheet because that's the same thing as MS, right? Like MS. It, yes, very that. similar. Yeah, MS is just chronic. Mine, luckily, thanks be to God and all the doctors and all the people. That, I mean, the 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 Montecito Journal, which is a local paper, did a cover story on it. I didn't know I was in the hospital. I didn't know it came out. My my friend who's a medical journalist wrote this article because he went golfing with me before I was sick. It's like, oh my gosh, what happened to you? And he was just blown away. So he wrote this article and they put it on the front cover of our local paper. And I've been here for 27 years. A lot of people know me. And there was hundreds of people praying for me. So when the infectious disease calls me up and wants to interview me and look at all my charts and blood tests and all this test, they did MRIs. They said, well, we can't really figure out how this happened. And I can't tell, I tell them this happened because of spiritual teaching and hundreds of people praying for me. That's how my myelin grew back so fast. It's like Dr. Joe Dispenza. Like how did he heal his spine in like six months or whatever it was in Spain? It shouldn't happen. And they can't put that in. And that's the saddest part. The Western medicine cannot meet the Eastern medicine. It can't meet this oneness to help other people. That's why we have to go out like this on our own and tell the story. Help these people will share this out. Because that's how you can help people that, that think that they're not cured or they can't be cured. I know people with MS that are doing great with it because they live in their heart. They live in their imagination. They know how to upregulate the DNA expression of their body to heal their myelin sheath around their nerves. There's, mm -hmm. there's so much we can do. I mean, look, I'm not doing anything that crazy. There's so many people that have done more than I have. We just You need to start reading these books and following these people and learning from them and then applying it to your life and then sharing it with somebody that has no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> right? yes. Yes. yes yes yeah you, you do need to do that that's that's why um we have the shows that have guests like you to share your stories to to uh, to remind people that everybody actually are the same and we have the ability to to do this ourselves the the, the healing process if we believe in our mind if we can see it in our mind's eye everything because like you back in december of uh not last year but the year before in 2019 right before you know the COVID hit united states i think it already hit us because i too was in the emergency room paralyzed could not move and my friend and I sat there and we did this thing together in the ER and the doctors thought I was crazy wanting pain meds, but I wasn't even there for pain. I just couldn't move. Like I could not, my body couldn't move or anything. They couldn't find it through the MRI and they don't do an MRI in a, in an ER situation, but they went ahead for me, mm -hmm. a CT scan, MRI, couldn't find anything wrong. They thought I was faking it. And, and then I, I, you know, my head was killing me, this massive headache, like they described with this COVID get, I give blood all the time. I've yet to have any COVID antibodies in my blood. I got up out of that emergency room, you know, after my friend and I put a meditation together and oversee me just getting out of that bed and coming home that day. And you did it. You healed yourself through your mind and your imagination yes. and your soul, obviously your spirit. Yes. Right there. Wow.
But that's I had a friend helping me, though. I couldn't do it on my own. I needed her support. I just yes. needed her in there that day. That's okay. That was meant to happen that way. It was all meant to be the way it happened. Exactly. We can't. Yeah, that, that's incredible, Sandy. So you didn't have Guillain-Barre syndrome, but you had something that paralyzed your, your nervous system? Yes. I could not walk or anything like that. My friend had to come and, and get me and... Uh, she helped me roll me into Cecil. Uh, he's passed away. He's in spirit, but uh, put me in his walker, which one of those seat walker things and mm -hmm. got, you know, rolled me out to the car and then got me into, you know, put me in a wheelchair, the ER. And then wow. I was there just like you. It reminded me of that whole thing. And COVID supposedly quote unquote hadn't been in the United States yet. Oh, it was I, here. It was, I here. know it was here. Everybody <laughs> knows it was here. It was here. Yes. So it, it was amazing, but yet I have never tested positive or had any antibodies or anything. Wow. Well, that's a powerful testimony for, for imagination, for spirit, for meditation, for prayer. There's so many things that we're so much more powerful than we know. We are yeah. so much more powerful than we know. You just have to lean into it and not be afraid because most people are afraid of the unknown, right? You're afraid of what you don't know. We want certainty. We crave certainty. As human beings, we don't want to experience pain. And the unknown is scary. But you, if you can learn, like once again, it's very counterintuitive, right? You have to find this, this intuitive trigger, this spark inside you says, I should do this, but, but lean into it. Positively surrender into it. And that's your next level. That's your growth. Mm -hmm. That's when you can start changing your life and then help other people. I'm a I, I love how yeah. you just continually always put that on the end and then give it back, pay it forward, then keep it going. You know, I can't help but think about no matter how much I learn and discover how much I become aware that everything is just energy and it's constantly moving. So whatever you are and however you show up, if you're constantly releasing, you're constantly getting the funnel back. And it, it's like, it just feels um, the life force, if you will, and the flow and the synchronicities, it becomes so magical over time of just practicing different things. Um, I, I love this conversation tonight. I'm so happy and to be here. Thank you. I'm so honored to be here. They, but then it becomes effortless, Tammy and Sandy. Becomes, yeah, after time, it becomes, it's just your new normal. It becomes effortless. You think, whoa, what, what was the old me like? Like, where did they go? Like, did, is this, did I want to speak to that though? Because I, you know, I try, I always try to remember I feel like I have had like five lifetimes in this one lifetime. I've changed so much because I have been a pilgrim like my whole life, much like what I heard. You know, I've always sought these these teachings, these whatever. I mean, I've been drawn to it my entire life, my favorite conversations. And um, but they always prompted growth within me and expansion. And, you know, I, you know, I've gone through so many different periods in my life where it's like, oh my gosh, another growth opportunity, right? Like when I wasn't as enthused about it, mm -hmm. but today yeah. I look back now and, and it's so funny how you can lose sight of just how much you really have grown as a result of just these little changes over time. Um, I mean, Sandy, you and I could talk from six, seven years ago, just to now how much differently we show up.
just as a result of continued changing a little bit of this. And then it be, does become your normal. And you just notice the synchronicities all the time. Just today, I sent somebody a gift hug and and then cracked up laughing because it was 11 11 and i was like didn't uh, even know i didn't even you know like that's just like i know i'm on in sync online all the time but it, it happens all the time now i i realize it all the time where once upon a time it was like oh it happened now it's just it's happening but like, you don't what? take it for granted right tammy you don't no take it no you i acknowledge it and i get excited and i and i'm like yes this is awesome and, and it's that's fun when that's when you light other people's candles yeah, right it's fun. You, when you can upregulate your energy and you're excited you oh i'm in the flow you don't even know it but you're lighting your neighbor's candle the next person you walk up to they're like tammy's got this weird glow about her what is it i want what she has right and then they just think you don't know who you're going to affect, but you light other people's mm -hmm. candle because you are just living in your source. You're living in your energy. You're coming from what you you came from, what you're going to return to. You're living in that oneness. And we're all one anyway. There's this great book called, um, it's called uh, The One Mind by Dr. Larry Dossie. Really? Well, I'm going to write that down because I've not heard of mind. that one. The it's One Mind? Dr. Larry Dossie, The One Mind. It's an amazing book. He was a twin. And he married a twin. And it's about how twins, he, start, he starts a conversation about twins, how twins can like finish each other's thoughts. They've, they've tested them. Like, you know, there's a story of this four-year-old uh, couple of twins from, I think, Spain. And mm -hmm. the, the dad took the, one of the girls down the street, like 10 miles away to go to the store. And at home, her sister was on, a, a, grabbed the hot stove and her, her hand just blew up in this third degree burn. And her sister, 10 miles away, the same third degree burn blew up on her hand. He's talking about the one mind, how we are all one. And he that's the introduction to the, this, the idea. But then he goes deeper into how we can connect to the one. It's how we see it in other people, how we can serve other people. How that one mind, when you live in that one mind, you can serve you know, the world. That's why I'm so consi consistently focused on the present moment and then the oneness, right? N-O-W spelled backwards. We're in the now you've won. The homonym, one moment of time, one infinite source, one divine, divine mind, one consciousness. You're living in that oneness. You're connected to everybody. Like I love it when I, when I travel and, and you, you're in the airport and I just, I look over there and say, there's, there's, there's God as a 12-year-old little girl. There's God as a balding, heavy set, you know, uh, janitor. There is God as you know a flight attendant. There's God, you know, I just see God in everything. I see the oneness in everything. And then the judgment disappears. Then you think, no, no, we're all one. Why can't we just marinate in this oneness and serve each other from that oneness? And when you start shifting that thought and that feeling, just don't be surprised when people look at you when you're not even like looking, they just like feel your energy like feel your stare and they recognize it too. It blows me away. Try it. Next time you're in an airport in a busy place, just like send love to people. Just look at them. Not, not in a weird, creepy way. Yeah, I, know. <laughs> I like the weird, creepy you way. You like the weird, creepy way? Yeah. I you can totally do that do too. That. You're definitely going to does that all the time. We're, we're, Sandy and I are um, big advocates of sending the blind love and energy to people all the time. People um, feel it. And that's what blows me away. Cause I can just kind of send it to them and then they'll turn around. It's almost like if you, if you ever been around a hummingbird, they're so flitty, but then when you put your awareness on them, they kind of disappear because they're really shy, but they sense your, there's a weight of your stare. You've heard the weight of a stare, right? Mm -hmm. But send love to people, strangers, perfect. Instead of judging them, 
like Mother Teresa, I love it. She, she was on this radio show once and she said, you know, to the, the announcer, say, hey, how can I pay you back? You're so incredible. You're Mother Teresa. You're changing the world. You're feeding all these orphans and helping all these people in the world. How can I pay you back? Yeah. And she says, tonight at three o'clock in the morning, in the morning, get up at three o'clock and go out in the street and find somebody that's alone and convince them they're not. I mean, that's what I'm talking about. That's paying it forward to the next level. Yeah, I love that. I wanted to share with you guys. Uh, it was too funny that we had this conversation about your experience in, uh, in the hospital. And then uh, I found I reposted. I just copied and reposted today when I was in the ER and I wanted to share it with you. This is what I wrote. I said, I envision all my cells functioning in perfect order, following the blueprint of my life uh, within me. I release fear, doubt and let divine life within me do it, do the healing work. I give thanks and deeply rest. So amen. It's it's funny. I mean, the, the synchronicity here because you're talking about that and you reminded me of that situation. Plus, I just before you came on the show, I just reposted that. Just oh, really? Yes, I just reposted that today. So it is all divine synchronicity. It is all alignment. It is all oneness. It's just the more we could recognize it and live in that. You just don't be surprised when the things that you really want to happen in your life happen. Because I've always, I mean, in my book, I say, when you have everything you need, you get everything you want. When you live in contentment, when you live out of the lack and the scarcity, you just think, how can I continually just, you know, live in contentment? Because I think most people, I asked a client the other day, I said, are you content? I just, that simple question. And it floored her. Like it floored her. She's For a week, she's been thinking, gosh, I, I'm not. And this is someone who's considered himself to be very happy. She's very spiritual. I love her. She's just dear. And we went, we had a two hour lunch. And I said, at the end of the lunch, are you content? And it, it made you think. And she thought, whoa, I think I'm content. But then it made her really go deeper. You know, I saw, offer it up to you, Tammy, Sandy, are you content? Are you content? I believe I'm in a, um, a content period. Mm -hmm. You know, I've seen, I, when I look back over my life, I see these cycles and seasons of life. I think I'm in a content period. I don't feel a desire to overexpand. I, I don't feel a lack. I'm, I'm, I'm in a pretty content um, place, but that will probably change <laughs> if I were if I was a bad girl. <laughs> Contentment doesn't mean you're complacent. Because I love what William Shakespeare says about contentment. He says, my crown is on my heart, not on my head, nor to be seen, nor decked with diamonds and Indian stones. My crown is called content. A crown it is seldom kings enjoy. Contentment. That's contentment. In your heart. Are I just you felt that. I really just felt that when you said that. And that's the contentment I want for Like content with the richness of my life. And the it's for me, when you say that, it's like the relationships in my life. It's It will never be about stuff. Yes, it, there you go. It's, it's always about relationships. And that's it's why always I asked about relationships, which hence we're all one and always be giving and being of service. 
Hello. <laughs> yes. And that's why I, I kind of lo- I, I knew it was going to floor her, but I gave her the question because I knew, and she's been for it's been a week now. She just keeps texting me like, "Oh my god, I'm thinking about this." And I was my focus was so much on the stuff and the doing and the instead of the being and being content and just knowing everything is how it's supposed to be and just surrender in it and be grateful for it more than anything. And that's the contentment. If the question makes you think instantly like, ah, do I have enough money? Do I have a great relationship? Do I have a nice car? So people mostly go to the, the things, right? Or to the experiences in life or have they gone this far? Are they the CEO yet? Are they in a promotion? Are they, you know, like you, you go to the doing instead of the being as a way, as a reflex, I think. So I'm just answering, yeah. asking the question for people just to really check themselves a little bit on their heart, like Shakespeare says is the crown in your heart or is it on your head? I, I think that's really well put. And in and, and, and all transparency, I was like, well, I'm content right now, but my, um, what, what popped in as like, it could possibly shift is I would probably start itching to create something in the future. Right. And, and then the but that doesn't mean I'm not content. That just right. means something has arose that wants to come forth. Um, that's so, inspiration. That's, that's yeah. not motivation. Motivation yeah. is the crown on your head. Inspiration yeah. is the crown on your heart. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Contentment is a frame of mind says BJ. Truly a frame, a frame of mind. As long as you don't let your mind frame that your I, heart, your heart should frame that. Think- I used to confuse contentment and complacement because complacement, I never wanted to be complacent. I never did. I, I, that means you stop growing. You don't do anything. Yeah. And I, when I was younger, I thought they, those two words meant the same thing. Isn't that because your mind, right? Sandy, your mind's trying to get your, your head around, get a definition, find Webster's dictionary, explain. But the reality is once, once, like I said earlier, your thought is the lie in your heart. Your feeling is the truth. So contentment, when it comes from your heart, is a fully different experience. Uh-huh. You think, am I content? Am I content in the world? No, no, no. Contentment comes from a soul, energy, inner energy, body field, place. It comes from the quantum. It does not come yes. from the time-bound illusion. The fourth exactly. dimension is time. The fifth dimension is the quantum. And your contentment comes from that place if you really feel it and don't think about it. Mm-hmm. I would wholeheartedly agree to that statement. What do we got? Isn't contentment on? Isn't contentment an acceptance of what is right now? It Ask can me. be. It can be. Thank you for that question. Contentment. It, it, it depends if you surrender to it or if you fight it. So if you fight what is right now and you judge it and you well, think acceptance would be not fighting it. If you yes. be saying isn't contentment contentment an acceptance of what is right now? And yes. That would be if you're in acceptance. Absolutely. Acceptance with your heart, acceptance with what what is experiencing, what's the experience of your life right now. If you're not judging it with your mind, if your heart's completely accepting it, then you are content. And there is the freedom. That's why I had to be content in that paralysis. I had to find contentment in a, and being claustrophobic was the, most yes i can i can you know when you said that and you asked if either one of us were claustrophobic i am i'm that girl like when nobody home doesn't shut the bathroom door kind of claustrophobic like don't want to be closed in i couldn't imagine four and a half hours like that i literally with you was like oh i would have to remove myself my body for that and i told him initially hey just knock me out 
I can't do yeah. this. Knock me out. They said, well, we can't knock you out because yeah, you're in yeah. this, this narrow little tube where no one can get in there. So they, oh, it was, anyway, I learned so much about myself and it was Self. a gift. It was a gift. It was a super scary gift. Um, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. It was traumatic, but I was able to go through it and learn so much about what contentment and surrender meant in the moment mm -hmm. that it taught me so much about what I was supposed to experience so I could then pay it forward and teach people how to deal with overwhelm, anxiety, fear, phobias, all the things that I had to deal with, kind of trial by fire almost. You know, it, was, yeah. it, was, it was crazy. How long did it did it take for you? So you were in there for four and a half hours, right? How long did it take for you to completely just settle in and just, be, or did it keep ramping well, up? I'm being serious. I'm wondering. Because yeah. like, no, well, whoa. I, I, the MRI tech was named Daniel, so I called him Daniel the Torturer. But yeah. <laughs> I just imagine the guy with the executioner mask on it. And he's like, you know, he, was, he was a lovely, he was a lovely human being. He, he, he said, "Hey, I, I practice Reiki. I'm going to send you energy while you're in there because I know oh, you're." Oh, oh, that's well, awesome! No, he said, "I'm going to send you. I, I'm going to send you energy." So I'm in there, and I'm a, I'm a musician, so I'm singing my ass off, and my diaphragm is moving, right, singing. And I'm trying to just get myself, I'm trying to go quantum, but I had to do it energetically. I knew I couldn't do it with my thoughts. So yeah. I was singing, I was praying, I was visualizing, I was chanting. Yeah, I would say, yeah. I would just go, God. I would just say God, the name of God, like in a chant, trying to get my, my physical being out of time and out of that confinement, out of that COVID cocoon. Yeah. And he was saying, hey man, you gotta quit moving. The, the images are all messed up. We're gonna have to stay in here longer. So then I had to literally go to, to answer your question, the next level, which was I allowed my awareness to literally live three miles above the planet. I was just seeing the blue arc of the earth. I was seeing the black sky with these little pinholes that are stars, you know, in the curtain of night. I just would feel what the sound and, and the feeling would be like to be above the planet. That awesome energy that you would feel, which is the Gaia, the energy of the earth, the Gaia. I would just, I, and I, once I got there, once I was in that state, I was good. I just, awesome. I just knew that I didn't feel time anymore. And that's yeah. why it, I mean, yes, it felt like forever, but I was able to survive it and learn so much about what it, it means to get out of trauma, overwhelm, stress, anxiety, living as a now is truly being, walking my talk in a, a kind of a trial by fire situation but it was still very traumatic. In the beginning, it was very traumatic. Yeah, but it, it really, truly gives testimony to the fact that you can move your consciousness. You know, like you can. And that's amazing. That's the point that we just want to make over and over and over again is we have the capacity to do these things. You know, um, it's amazing. Uh, the three... Sandy and I and another friend got these um, biofield cameras so you could see people's mm -hmm. energy. Mm -hmm. And um, I've been doing some experience, experiments with having um, workers, um, all, all you know, like Reiki or whatever, while we're on the camera. And then you can cooperate, the people cooperate, and you can watch the energy move. Like you can literally watch energy like move through your yeah through your body and and we really can do all these things and it's just amazing you know um i think 
I even lose sight of all the things that I've learned over time. And it's always nice to remember, you know, there's some people like this, this is all foreign and like, just try, like you've brought up so many great teachers, all of your material is available. And I really encourage our audience. I can tell you, I fully support anybody looking into Billy's material because I, I, I loved it and I've really studied and practiced a lot of things through my life. Um, That's high praise. Thank you, Tammy. I appreciate that. That's high praise. No, I, I mean it. It was wonderful. And I was like, this is this is just great stuff. So um, anybody who this isn't normal conversation or is really in the beginning stages of starting to practice this, these kinds of things, I cannot encourage you enough to just, just really start practicing these things because it will change your whole experience of life, like, wouldn't you agree? Like, like life just completely changes after a certain point. It does. It's just that, that unknown being willing to step into that unknown. And that's the, the hardest thing is for people. You know, they say that doubt achieved that right? journey of a thousand miles begins with one step, step right? That yeah. it's so hard for people to take that first step. And that's why when I get a one-on-one -on -one clients or people that are you're getting the book or listening to the audible course or, whatever it is they just it's that that push to just like follow a synchronicity follow a recommendation for a friend that gifted it to you or someone that's like me trial by fire when i was in there i had to go quantum or someone that's suicidal or having traumatic experiences or having eating i work with people with eating disorders i've had so many different i'm not a full disclaimer i'm not a therapist i'm not a licensed doctor mm -hmm. i am a spiritual teacher but yeah. so many people have told me if i it was just that first step that was the hardest mm -hmm. thing that yeah. first judgment of myself. What are people going to think of me? I'm this woo woo person. I don't believe that I'm an atheist or I, you know, I, I'm as Catholic and I was traumatized and, you know, I'm, I don't get any of this stuff or, you know, the spiritual world is no, how am I going to pay my bills? Right. How am I going to get through this breakup? I've got a physical disability. How am I going to, you know, and I just, I just encourage you to take that one step. So I encourage you, the listener, viewer, it's just that one step. And I've got so much free stuff on my on my yeah. website that, to give you, to encourage you. If you go to billymandrino.com, there's a five-day Create Your Magnetic Vision for Your Life Challenge. It's free. I send you five videos every day. If you go to my YouTube, about 510 free teaching videos on Billy Mandarino, the nowest YouTube channel. There's so much free stuff out there. I've, I, sometimes I give my book away for free. It's on Audible. Just If it's not me, find a teacher that resonates with you. Just take mm -hmm. that first step. And you'll just be surprised how you'll look back, you know, years from now thinking, wow, that was the hardest part of this was just to get out of my old habits. And that's, you know, they say. I would like to plug something for you too, because, and I mean this um, wholeheartedly. And even if you have been practicing this stuff for a long time, it was incredibly refreshing to hear from a different perspective and a, a new voice. Um, a lot of the teachings that I have practiced and, and studied myself, but brings you back to basics. Like, so not, it was a great refresher course. I mean, I literally was not expecting um, to be able to take in as much of your, um, 
your podcast as I was able to today. And it was amazing. I was just like, this is really, really good stuff. I was so excited for us to come on here tonight. I, I really, um, so I just want to say, I want to encourage people who, even if it's not brand new and it's not your first step, I'm telling you, this was really, really good stuff. And I've enjoyed it immensely and we'll continue to do for that. I'm so grateful that you came on the show, Billy. I truly am. Everything is synchronicity, and Sandy Ward is the one. I think she's your next guest. Yes, she Sandy, is. Sandy connected us, and Sandy is, is my spiritual soul sister. She's an incredible being of light and this planet, doing incredible things for our planet and our communities. Mm -hmm. um, so the synchronicity, I could not say no. I couldn't. There's, I'm absolutely doing yeah, it. Sandy yeah. says, hey, you've got to be on this show with uh, Reverend Raven and Tammy. I said, oh, of course. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to yes. drive three hours to be there, so basically from my my daughter's volleyball game because it's it's really important to serve people and and this is definitely what you're doing and I'm I'm all in I'm all in. Oh, thank you so much, Billy. It has really been such a pleasure having you on tonight. Oh, what, what Sandy? How we doing? Yeah, well, we've gone over time, which is great. We always Yay! do. <laughs> I want to tell Billy thank you for putting it on audio, the audio book, because I'm going to get it and listen to it because I'm not a reader. I like to do multiple things and have it come through my ear and, and meditate that way. So thank you. I well, love it when people do that. Real quick, sorry about this. So the audio book, I recorded it. I'm a musician, so I recorded it in my studio. I created some original music on that recording. Nice. So, listen to it, so it's on Audible. If you, But here's a little trick. If you go to my website, billymandarino.com, uh -huh. click on the podcast, I have all the chapters there for free. I listened to that today. It was wonderful. That's that's where I got the content. And that's what I was just going to say is if you went to your webpage, um, there's amazing content there. There there really is that you can just you can just plug into right now. So um, again, it's been a wonderful evening. And thank you, Billy. Thank you so much for showing up for your calling. Um, namaste. Thank you, Tammy. Thank you, Reverend Raven. I'm just, I'm honored to be of service and you're both light. So thank you for continuing to shine into this world that needs it right now more than ever. Oh, absolutely. All right. All right. Well, All that right. ends this cast tonight, our broadcast. Uh, be sure to go to Anchor FM or YouTube to hear the replays. If you, if you don't want to watch, just go to Anchor FM. We're on Spotify, uh, Apple, uh, iTunes. We're all over the board. So, um, Billy, we look forward to having you on future, uh, especially before you do your next seminar in May. Yes, um, I'd be honored to be back on the to get on the circuit. Yes, we'll get this. Come back on here and look forward to having you on the Time Bake uh, podcast. Oh, love that. Uh, That's going to be amazing. Yes, it will be. So thank you guys for tuning in and listening another Saturday night with us and keep your vibration high. You know, listen. To Yay. Amen. Peace be with you. Namaste. God bless you both. All right. Good night, everybody.